Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like everyone is gifted, but some choose to not open their presents. Uh-huh. Best Christmas present ever. What did you get, Miss Morris? Weeble wobbles. Weeble wobbles. And they don't fall down, and I got the treehouse too. Were they the ones that looked like they were Burns victims? <laughs> and they no. had skin grafts, and they no. had no arms and legs, and were round and dumpy? No, they were the ones that looked like eggs. Didn't you have a little tree that you pushed down? I loved it. Had a little elevator in it. What I lost was that it. called? The tree people. <laughs> no, those were the weeble wobbles. They were weeble wobbles. <laughs> Michelle Corey, favourite Christmas present? An easy bake oven. An easy bake oven. Mm-hmm. Training them up young. Yep. I got an England soccer shirt. I think home computers first came along in the early 80s. I had an Atari as well, if you remember such a thing. Ooh. Pac-Man, Berserk, Defender. Fabulous times. Hi America, hello world. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show, more questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you. To bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the Mysterious! Stereo, strange, <laughs> supernatural, unusual, and very bizarre, and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle (laughs) under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather realised that the Olympics is the only occasion you will hear 
great execution by North Korea. And it seems okay. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Heather Morris. Ew. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy <laughs> Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Saying Michelle has a drinking problem is like saying Bruce Lee had a kung fu problem. It's not a problem if you're good at it. That's Welcome right. to the show, Michelle. Thank you. She put the sex in dyslexic. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> they are mad, bad, and paranormal. This is season three, episode five. Of course, we now have the ice cream sundae. It is the gong of three scoops, infinite knowledge, with the chop nuts of facts, and the fudge sauce of statistics. <laughs> you really would think that would make a better noise, wouldn't you? Look at it. It's the size of a manhole cover. <laughs> On this day, in 1853, the Territory of Washington organized after separating from Oregon Territory. So for the first oh. time... On MQ, TA Radio, the I Can't Believe That, fascinating and bizarre laws of Washington. Oh, good. You are not allowed to harass what? It's a felony punishable by a fine and imprisonment. Sasquatch? You are not allowed to harass Sasquatch in Washington. He's going to the shops. He's getting a loaf of bread, pint of milk. Yes. Boy, hairy. Yep. Rough times. They even mm -hmm. have to sit in separate places in the theatre. Yep. Back of the bus for the Sasquatch. Yeah. You're not allowed to harass one. Nope. You're sticking with that, are you? Yep. Fictional characters. Yep. In the law. Yep. Michelle, everything's to play for, points to be had. What are we committing ourselves to here? An orca. An orca. You're going with a killer whale. At least Washington's on the coast, right? I guess. Unlike Kentucky, where last week it was actually legal to shoot one from a moving car. Yes. When Kentucky is in fact landlocked. <laughs> Wondrous times. The answer is Sasquatch. <gasps> nice no! one, Morris. Once again, thank the you, ugly recidivist you. head of cheating raises itself <laughs> and runs around the room like a chicken. It's true. Bigfoot or Sasquatch or other undiscovered species you are not allowed to harass in washington so that also includes mermaids mothmen aliens gnomes fairies and people that come from pogo pogo land yay thank you yeah <laughs> we'll see how you get on with the next one that was awesome i still think cheating's in no. how on earth would you even reach the point of getting that answer if you weren't cheating I went to psychic. Be, and you have to be me three minutes i was gone I thought I'll squeeze the lemon before the show starts. An hour's a long time for a man in my advancing years. <laughs> I come back and suddenly the two of you know all the answers. Mm, we yeah. did before. Uh-huh. You cheated before as well. <laughs> it's Sunday. You're in the shops. But it's illegal to purchase this item. And I'm going to give you a clue because there's many comestibles out there. It's a piece of furniture. But you're not allowed to buy it if you're in Washington on a Sunday morning. You'll be going to jail. You will not be collecting your $200. It's a piece of furniture, yeah? That's correct, Madam Morris. A footstool. You're going with a footstool, a very specific piece of furniture. I guess. Okay. Well, 
You managed to pull it out of the hat for the last answer. <laughs> anything, anything is possible at this stage. We're looking for a piece of furniture that's illegal to buy on a Sunday, Michelle Corrie. A bed. Oh, my. It is, in fact, a bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm done. You cheating bunch. <laughs> Never seen such blatant cheating in all my life it is illegal to buy a mattress which is ironic because it's the day of rest yeah it's also oh. illegal to buy meat as well so if you want the meat mattress combination oh. you're gonna have to wait till monday unfortunately <laughs> that's a long 24 hours isn't it you are not allowed to display this kind of person in a shop window in washington what are you not allowed this type of person must not be displayed or used as a display in a shop window. This type of person? You are not allowed to display this kind of person in a shop window in Washington. I don't even know what that question references. It doesn't matter. You'll still get the answer right due to cheating. <laughs> this type of person. Um, birthday. A birthday person. Yes. So it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Happy many returns. Why didn't you stand in my shop window for an hour? Your Nick's son, Diamond Chino. Yeah. Rough trots. You're Ooh, gonna... a criminal. Ooh. Criminal. Yes. Mm. Smooth criminal. You've been hit, hit by, by, you've been touched by a smooth Aboriginal. Yes. Yeah, they've shaved themselves. I changed my answer to criminal. Okay. Your answer is criminal. You're 100% correct. Michelle Corey, this type of person, this kind of person... It's a state of being. Well, <laughs> don't give me that look. You are such a... Mm. Michelle looked like she was struggling to think of any Ellie person. <laughs> you gave me two answers. What if you'd have given me one of hers? After struggling, you gave me two answers. What if Michelle was thinking of one of them? Oh, sure. You took her go away. I was thinking of a little person, but now I'm going to say a yogi. Smarter than the average bear bubble. May bubble. Gee, They can't be hypnotized. You cannot hypnotize somebody and stick them in your shop window. I'm thinking, for that law to have been passed, someone in the dim and distant era history of Washington has hypnotized random person and used them as a mannequin in their shop window all day long. For that law to have been passed, would you not have thought that that has had to have happened at some point in the past? Yeah. If you're hypnotized, no shop windows for you. You are not allowed to pretend your parents are what in Washington? Blind. You're not allowed. <laughs> I could have sworn I saw your dad driving. <laughs> not... How many people pretend their parents... Blind or dead? Blind. Oh, you're giving me two answers to every question. <laughs> Trying to hedge my bet. You're putting your chips on red and black. That's right. Ooh. Wow. What if it comes up with a green one? Double zero. That's what's going to happen. So blind or dead. You can't pretend your parents are dead. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Michelle Corrie. You can't pretend There's a lot of rules they're... in Washington, isn't there? Yeah, dumb rules. Unbelievable. There's people pillaging in the streets as we speak. But the police are looking for hypnotized mannequins. You can't pretend your parents are... Married. Married. I was told at school I was illiterate and I said that can't be true. Both my parents are married. You are not allowed to pretend <laughs> your parents are rich. Oh. No danger around the table here, is there, of that happening? No. 
two points each as we go into the next set of fascinating facts. Let me bang my momentous huge gong. Oh, God. Good times. Glad you said gong. On this day in 1882, Queen Victoria narrowly escaped an assassination when Roderick MacLean shot at her as she was boarding a train in Windsor. This is Queen Victoria, of course, who reigned from 1819 to 1901. So for the first time in the history of MQTA and the British Empire, I can't believe that fascinating facts about Queen Victoria. Good old Queen Vicky. Points will be given out. There's no way you can fail at this in any way, shape or form. One of you will be getting the points. All I need to know is how many assassination attempts did Queen Victoria survive? And the closest number will gain a fabulous, resplendent, rounded two points. You're going to go with three attempts at an assassination on the life of Queen Mm -hmm. Victoria. Michelle. Five. You're going to go five and you win the points. It was, in fact, eight. (sighs) So you are the closest. What did Queen Victoria give to the president? This is President Rutherford B. Hayes. That is still being used today. Cucumber sandwiches. And it's, <laughs> wouldn't they be curled up at the edges at that point? Could you have someone's eye? Use them as a Death Star, couldn't you? A cucumber sandwich cut into quarters. It's not scruples and common sense, by the way. They went some time ago, I led to believe. Oh. A little bit of satire there, ladies and gentlemen. But this is still in operation. It was given to President Rutherford B. Hayes by Queen Victoria. And it's still in use. I'd like to know what that is. It's in the Oval Office. Really? Mm-hmm. A typewriter. A typewriter. I'm not sure they were invented at that time. I'll have to do some research. I think Mark Twain. A pen. Was, you can't keep changing your answers. <laughs> What's this? Let's answer three times for everything. I wouldn't mind, but you haven't got any right. Unbelievable. Oh, unlike Sasquatch. Wow. Boom. Cheating. <laughs> Don't drop your mic, they're expensive. (laughs) You're going with pen or typewriter. Mark Twain, I believe, was the first author to actually pen a book that was written on a typewriter. I can't possibly use this keyboard. It's not in alphabetical order. I'm sure he said that at some Mm. point. It's true enough. Michelle, what did the Queen give the President that's still being used today? A clock. You're going with a clock. It is the desk, would you believe? (gasps) The Oval Office desk was made from timbers from the Arctic British Arctic Exploration Ship, the Resolute. I did not know that. And it is still in use, of course. I'm guessing in the rain, the rain. There's me thinking of the Queen again. I'm sure during Clinton's term and Kennedy's term, all kinds of weird and wonderful things. I'm sure those weren't the only two. Yeah. Have been used on that desk close, but no cigar, of course. Mm. What did Queen Victoria see in 1887? It wasn't a Prince Albert, by the way. He'd already died at that stage. I want to know what she saw. It's quite remarkable, actually. She saw this in 1887, and we're going down the road of entertainment. Hmm. Bit of an American theme here as well. I'm giving you far too many clues. This was remarkable. I couldn't believe this actually took place, but it is true. Something she saw. The Wild West show. Oh, you're going with the Wild West show, are you? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Wild Bill. Yeah. Annie Oakley. Yeah. Lots of Sioux Indians running around. Yeah. Bows and arrows, gunfire. The whole works. Yes. And where did she see such a wonder? On the lawn. On the lawn. (laughs) 
Any particular loan or are we just going with loan? Loan. Loan. Buckingham Palace loan. Yeah. Wild Bill riding around on sure. Buckingham Palace loan. You're sticking with that? Yep. Michelle. I thought Wild West show, but now I'm going to go with the Barnum and Bailey Circus. That's a good guess. Thank you. It is, in fact, Buffalo Bill Cody's Wild yep. West show. <laughs> nice. I cannot believe the we're, cheating. We're both right. Yes, and you're both cheating. <laughs> no, we're not. Wow. She saw this, apparently. Normally, the stadium this was held in, because they went on tour, would normally hold 40,000 people. And they did a special show for her that only housed 26. Nice. And she personally met Annie Oakley and several sue performers. I find that remarkable. I should give Morris some points. Yes, I wouldn't like should. to say that my philanthropic nature isn't being extended on this show. On this day in 1904, the first official playing rules of professional baseball clubs was adopted. Now, I know the two of you really like your baseball. Mm-hmm. I know, right? I'm sorry. So for the first time on NQTA Radio, I can't believe that. Fascinating and interesting facts about the sport of baseball. Pitcher Jim Abbott had a 10-season baseball career, including throwing a no-hitter in 1993 for the New York Yankees against Cleveland. I don't know any of this. I'm just reading this out. I know, know very little, of course. Mm-hmm. What was he born without? He was born without a what? Arm. He was born. <laughs> so, Jim Abbott, pitcher for the New York Yankees, born without an arm. You're going with that, are you? Yep. One arm bad. Good old one arm Jim Abbott. <laughs> one arm Willie. <laughs> one arm Willie. No one's buying him gloves for Christmas, are they? <laughs> Michelle, what was he born without? If you say a Willie. <laughs> I don't think that helps in baseball one way or the other, to be honest. Unless someone was to write in and tell me that a willy would be useful. An ear. An ear. So his baseball cap just started Mm -hmm. sliding. Yet it casually sat on one side. It started that trend. It's either an arm or a big toe. A toe, maybe. I did actually see him wearing flip-flop sandals, so I know that he must have had both toes. Ah. Yeah. It was, in fact, his right hand. I don't know why that's funny. Are we going to give Morris that? Yes! I guess if you're missing an arm, your your hand's going with it at that point, aren't you? Thank you. He was born without a right hand. I don't remember that. That's something you should remember. No digital watch for him. How's he operating a digital watch at that point? I can't believe the amount of cheating that's taking place in this room. How on earth is this happening? Each week, same in one ear, out the other, the same old dirge over and over and over. Why am I here? That's what we wanted to know. Many Major League Baseball players do what to their hands to toughen their grip. This normally takes place in pre-season, apparently. What are you doing in pre-season to toughen your grip on your hands? Oh, I want it. I don't know what you would call it, but they're roughing him up by rope. Roughing it up with rope. Tugging injuries if you're playing yes. a tug of war. That's yes. Right. You need a length of sturdy shipping rope, two teams and a lot of tugging. Yes. Okay. Sandpaper. Sandpaper. They actually wee on their hands. Apparently. What? I know. I find this hard to believe. Is I've that got, why your hands I've are got, so tough? 
My hands are very soft. I don't do any work. I spend all day of a cup of tea and the cat typing. <laughs> what with being an author and everything. I have got the names of some baseball players that actually wee on their own hand. Do you wee on your own or on someone else's? Do you like, you wee on mine, then I'll have a go on yours. No. So you're weeing on your own? I guess. You're not weeing on each other's? Uh-uh. What if you just weed in one big bucket and then you just put your <gasps> hands? Dip it on That's in. That's right. Moises Alou. Jorge Posada. Posada. I don't know why that's funny. And Kerry Wood, apparently, all we on their hands. After the show, I often hear Michelle's voice behind the back of the studio parking lot saying we on it. It makes it harder. Controversial. <laughs> How many balls could Johnny Bench hold in one hand? Five. Michelle's looking at her hand. <laughs> Surely you've seen your hand, unlike yeah. Jim Abbott. But not with... No. <laughs> We're going to be taking off air very shortly. How many do you think you can get in there, Michelle? Five. You th- she went with five. Oh, um, six. You are correct. He's got seven in his hand, apparently. He must have big hands Ooh. if he's holding seven balls. Mm. Believe it or not, everybody's tied on six. Who knew such wonders? How are you tied on six? Because yeah. I'm in charge and I'm giving out the points. <sighs> I felt lonely dragging along at the back. I didn't want to be Lichtenstein in the Olympics. I thought I'd give myself a few points. <laughs> that was then. But this is now. We come to our favourite part of the show. It's the mailbag. Yay! Yay! Mailbag! We love your comments. We love your letters of support. Keep them coming in. I shall read them out if they're nice and polite. Barbara posted on Tuesday. Is it wrong that I am filled with excitement? And shame for being excited about tonight's Oak Island. I am compelled by the power of Rick Lagina's beard. <laughs> Rick Lagina's beard compels you <sighs> to tune in and watch again and again and again. There we go. Wow, the power of Rick Lagina's beard. Mm. I think the biggest question about the curse of Oak Island is where the collar and cuffs match. I know, his right? Chestnut brown. Yes, but he's got he's a beard like, like Father beard. Christmas. Like yeah. Santa Have you seen Claus. his eyebrows too? They're, They're great. Making me crazy. Making so me crazy. That's the biggest question. There we are. I have to say though, Barbara, that if you're feeling an element of experiencing excitement and shame over the curse of Oak Island, you're doing all the wrong things. That should be reserved for uniforms of authority figures and food products mixed together. Mm. But what you get up to in your own time, of course, is entirely up to you. The definition of the money pit, a hole in the ground you throw money into. <laughs> I saw this week's 70 minutes of Oak Island. Nope. Mm, bored, were you? They found a ruby. Robin oh. in Massachusetts, our good friend and listener. Hi, Robin. Has we love written. You. There are more questions than answers. Yes, Adrian. Why are you here? Every time I wonder, <laughs> you say it out loud. Yes, it comes up many times. It's it very schizophrenic. It flips and flops about. It does. In 10 minutes time, I'll be saying I love this show. Yes. Five minutes later, it will be why am I here? Mm-hmm. Backwards and forwards. Very polemic. Mm. A dichotomy of emotions as we live and breathe. When are we going to see Nathan Bush, the hidden man of mystery and mirth? Mm. He's chained to the wall at the moment. Yes, he is. And we, we had haven't, to gag him. We haven't let him out. And throwing peanuts at him. Are you? He did call me earlier this week, actually, and asked me again which uh, nipple the red jump lead goes on, and I had to tell him again. So he is in contact with me. 
but I don't know where he is today. He's probably in ER, I suspect. When is Heather going to learn that every time she pokes fun, Adrian rips away her hard-earned points? Right. Yeah, my heart. No. Hard-earned points. That's right. But it is through cheating. So worth it. Through cheating. Oh You're wait, actually... I don't cheat. No, really? never. Never. You've never not got once. a single question right. And then today you've got three in a row. And the most bizarre yeah. things from Sasquatch through to baseball players losing arms. Mm, I only pretend not to know the other ones. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. And she said, this is just a comment. I believe Michelle is the smartest one of the panel. Just Ooh, saying. Robin. Nice. No. She's smoking weed, this woman. What's wrong with her? <laughs> Thank you, Robin. But it's so not true. No. Only last week she thought that pubic hair was a character from Beatrix Potter's. It's true. <laughs> David posted, MQTA is a natural drug that works for me after a busy week. Nathan and Michelle are the funniest. Wow. <laughs> the smartest going, and the funniest. I'm going home. Wow. I'm not. Um, but why am I here? Why am I here? But Adrian's banter with Heather is also awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Wow, thank you, David. I believe thank he's you. in Nicaragua. Martin, of course, is our <gasps> Mar- regular Hi, listener Hi, from Hi, New Martin. York. Woo-woo. He is a Patreon member. If you wish to donate to the show, you can go to patreon.com and donate a single dollar. This show is free. It will always be free. But we do have many costs that we have to incur. The cost of the studio, all of the platforms that I'm about to read out, where you can access our show have to be paid for. So if you're willing to donate a single dollar, if we make you laugh, if you tune in every Friday, we make your working week a little bit easier and transition you into your weekend. But don't be buying a mattress, of course, in Washington. You'll no, only end up don't. getting arrested. Then why not donate to us? We would appreciate that. You can go to patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio, and you do actually get one or two things there for your donation. You get to hear the show first in the archives otherwise you're going to have to wait four to five weeks i also wish to give a belated birthday wish to diana wolf diana wolf is a paranormal investigator it was her birthday last week she investigates with death trippers and interface death so a happy birthday to diana as well you can access our show anytime in our archives. If you go to soundcloud.com, search for MQTA Radio. We have over four years of shows. You can listen to them back to back. In the car, doing the washing up, walking the dog, in the gym, working in the garage. You can do any of those things. It's free. It's all there for you. But if you're listening now on soundcloud.com, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate the show. And remember... We do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round called Not For Your Mother. It's a round where we discuss the news of a sexual nature of the week that's just passed. It's full of innuendo, full of naughtiness. We can't read it out on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. But I believe they call them Easter eggs. If you go onto SoundCloud, you get an extra 25 minutes of filth. So, you know, we're pandering to the masses. We know yes, what our listeners would it's like. This dirty. Is, it's funny is what it is. Oh, yeah, true. If you go to Twitter, and by the way, we're on iTunes, Stitcher, yes. all Cast, kinds. CastBox. CastBox. There's things I've never heard of, but Tune we're all there. In. If you can't find us, you've only got yourself to blame is where I am. Mm-hmm. You can come and join me on my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee 
underscore tips that's t-i-p-s we have 97,000 followers on there all of tonight's stories and much much more stories we didn't have time to read out all of the video footage the cartoons the comments the jokes the banter the camaraderie the friendship the messages everything is on facebook the whole works you will not find a better facebook site than more questions than answers with adrian lee we have over six thousand followers and we're constantly posting in there most of the posts are by our fans and followers it's fantastic it's great. Mm-hmm. I love one it. big happy family mm-hmm. there's many many wondrous things on there for you to look at so if you wish to join us on there that's more questions and answers with adrian lee on facebook and of course you can join us first on a Friday evening on the Dark Matter Digital Network at 8pm Central Time every single Friday when you can catch the show fresh. And we have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. This makes me very happy. And of course, finally, my book, Mysterious Midwest, Unwrapping Urban Legends and Ghostly Tales, from the Dead is available on Amazon and all good bookshops. And so far, it has five-star reviews. Five out of five. So if you're looking for a book crammed full of ghosts, history, hauntings, and evidence in some of the most impressive historic buildings across the whole of the Midwest, including Iowa, Minnesota, and of course, Wisconsin. If you're interested in that, that is available. And the forward was written by my good friend, David Ellison, who is the Grammy Award winning bassist of Megadeth. What more could you possibly want? And the paper's very absorbent, I'm led to believe. Ooh. Everything is there <laughs> for you. Now, this last weekend, I did my first paranormal investigation of 2018. I decided it would be a good idea to go up to Duluth on the North Shore, up by Lake Superior, because what could possibly go wrong Nothing. in February on the North Shore of Lake Superior? You see where we are? So I'm in Duluth. On the Friday night, mm-hmm. we investigated. Of course, I'm the founder of the International Paranormal Society. So ultimately, we're in there investigating. We get to go into the Rail Depot on Friday night. This is fabulous. If you like museums... Everything to do with Duluth. They've got artwork, as far as the eye can see. Local artists as well. And of course, as an art historian, I found that very interesting. I was like a little boy. It's got steam trains and lots of them. The smell of grease and oil is just fantastic. Reminds me of being dragged around the Science Museum in London as a little boy and pulling levers and handles. Made me very happy. So we're investigating in the rail dip. I want to give a big thank you to Charlie and Sam, who were our guides and very kindly stayed with us all night but we found a lot of interesting evidence we went into a room this turrets it looks like a big old gothic Mm -hmm. richardson kind of building because stations were built like that back in the day weren't they amazing places so we went into the turret it's now a textiles room they're storing uniforms in there there's boxes stacked up this is for the historical society they have believed for some time now there's a small little girl there's always a girl ghost isn't there Running around, people have seen her. They've heard the voices of a little girl. I sat there in the darkness with the buzz of the equipment, the lights flickering of the EMF detector, like a Christmas tree going on and off. And I thought psychically the little girl was called Josie. Jocelyn, but she was called Josie. I thought she was eight years old. I believed that that room, or those two back rooms up there, were actually the uh, offices 
for the station manager. And I thought the little girl was up there, not because she died, not because anything untoward happened to her, but I got the impression by seeing her and talking to her that she got lost and she was looking for her parents. So the station manager puts puts her up in the office in a chair while he goes off looking for her parents, right? So I just think it was a very traumatic event that imprinted itself into the walls of the building. I turned on the ghost box. This scans AM and FM frequencies very quickly. Makes a popping noise as you go along. It goes dead, 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 as it scans all the channels. I'm sure you've seen such wondrous things on all of the paranormal TV shows on the television. And as soon as we turn the ghost box on, I asked, what's your name? And you hear her voice. We will play these recordings. She comes through and says, Josie. So again, it was a fantastic moment where the psychic abilities were coming through first. It's getting verified empirically by the equipment for everyone to hear. I asked her how old she was. She said she was eight. Remarkable times. We went Mm -hmm. into the immigration room. I didn't know this. There was only three ports of entry for the whole of America for people coming over from Europe. New York, Chicago and Duluth, apparently. So we're in the immigration room where people get processed. And they had some showers at the back, you know, from back in the day, because I'm sure people came over with lice and filth. And if you spent three months on a cargo freight, I'm sure that was pretty grim. And we heard some Russian coming through. They were speaking Russian on the ghost box. So that was pretty remarkable. I will tell you one incident that took place. And I thought this was one of the funniest things that's ever happened in my life. And I will share this with you. And I got crickets. There was eight investigators not a single one cracked a smile. Deathly silence. We're now investigating on the platform of the station with all these old steam trains and actually had a reproduction of the carriage that took Abraham Lincoln's body around the country as it was laid out in state. So we're sitting there on the platform. This is the carriage that's in front of me. Scott, my team leader, who's based up in Duluth, said, is there anyone here? Can you tell me what your name is? And he came through and said, Luke. And he said, is your name Luke? Just to clarify. And he said, Luke, Luke. And he said, what's your last name? What does your last name begin with? And he said, it begins with B. And I asked Scott and said, is his last name back in anger by any chance? And there was just (gasps) silence. Oh my gosh, that's funny. I thought that, Michelle, let me shake you warmly by the hand. (laughs) You are the first person I've told that to. And that's remarkable. (laughs) It's a very famous film. It was originally a play. Richard Burton, Luke back in anger. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Right. I cracked the joke. Nothing. Crickets. The only other thing that surpasses that in my entire lifetime is I was sat eating in an Indian restaurant in London and we're having our dinner. And would you believe this is the God's honest truth? Two nuns walk in. This is remarkable. How many times have you been in any restaurant and two nuns walk in? I actually stood up put my hand in the air and said, no, I asked for two nans. Similar times, right? Right. Two of the greatest moments in my life. One of them was achieved at the Rail Depot in Duluth on Friday. But we're not finished there. No. By Jiminy. Oh, no, sir. We went to the North Shore Theatre, an amazing art deco theatre there in Duluth. And I want to thank Ashley and Tom for allowing us to come into the theatre and for staying with us all night and showing us around i will say the weather in duluth on saturday night was the worst i've ever seen since i've been in this country i've been here now seven or eight years and i've lived in minnesota for all of that time that is the worst weather i have seen there was was 12 to 14 inches came down in almost an hour and it was thick 
and claggy and it was like chewing gum and the wind was blowing off Lake Superior so badly that it was horizontal. I've never seen horizontal snow before. It was horizontal until it hit something. I fell over. I managed to roll down the hill on my backside, so that was fun. So all the fun of the fair, but this is an amazing theatre. It's got fantastic Art Deco features. It's all in gold, burnt reds, everything Mm. you would want from a period theatre. And they put on the most amazing show. So if you get a chance to go down there, I would recommend that. Small children again. What is it with small children running around? This has never happened to me before, anywhere. I've been pushed. I've been shoved. I've been scratched. I've been punched. I've never been bitten before. I was standing in the lobby, and I wouldn't say this is evil. It's not dark. It's not malevolent. This was a small child trying to get my attention. They bit me on the back of the hand. I'm sat there watching it come (gasps) up. I've got teeth marks. Nothing drew blood, but I have teeth marks on the back of my hand from a child ghost that just wanted my attention. So I gave her my attention. We had an interview with her on the stage. We were running all the equipment. The other thing that was very interesting is that theatre was built over the top of an older theatre called the Orpheum that was built in 1910. And some of that still remains up in the rafters in amongst all the dust and detritus and all of the building work. So he managed to sit up right in the gods of this old theatre. And allegedly there was a sign up there when they were doing renovation that said coloureds only. So this was a day of... segregation okay this was back in the era this is what the sign said when we started using the ghost box we got this really deep southern accent come through that was unmistakable the guy said his name was colin he was a spirit he sounded exactly like james l jones the gentleman who does darth vader that really deep heavy accent that you couldn't mistake for anything else so we're going to get some of those evp some of those audios on tape and we'll be playing those for you over the next few weeks we run into the first round that is ghosts and hauntings and remember we don't do orbs hollywood medium tyler henry reveals encounters with michael jackson the king of pop plunged the world into mourning when he was tragically found dead at his home in 2009 that's nearly 10 years ago wow 10 years ago my life is slipping through my fingers like grains of sand The 50-year-old, one of the best-selling music artists of all time, died after suffering a heart attack as a result of acute propofol intoxication on June the 25th. His sister Latoya Jackson told Piers Morgan on CNN in 2011 she believed her brother had been murdered. Now years on from his death, she enlisted the help of professional medium Tyler Henry, who claims to have been in contact with a thriller icon from beyond the grave. In messages about his death from the afterlife, Jacko has revealed what happened in his final moments. He conveyed various messages, and I think Latoya was still very curious about the nature of exactly what happened to Michael in his final moments. And so Michael basically came through. To the best of my ability, I conveyed the timeline of what I saw to be true as far as painting that picture. He conveyed various messages, and I think Latoya was still very curious about the nature of exactly what happened to Michael. Things like that, I think, can really help people put things to rest. But especially when it's such a public figure, I think everyone who watches this episode will find a deeper sense of closure about Michael's passing as well. Michael's personal doctor, Conrad Murray, was convicted of involuntary manslaughter 
over his death, which was deemed to be a homicide, the Los Angeles County Coroner ruled. Mr. Henry, the star of Hollywood Medium with Tyler Henry, said speaking to MJ was one of the most surprising, bizarre, surreal experiences in my life. He said what I thought was so interesting when Michael connected to LaToya was that I was kind of expecting Michael Jackson to come through like moonwalking with like a whole audience full of people and a lot feeling like a celebrity. But when he came through, he was quite the opposite. He came through very vulnerable, very private. He came across just like a brother trying to connect with his sister and it really wasn't that different than if I were connecting any random person to their brother. The 22-year-old medium continued. People have doubted the deaths of famous people since famous people started dying. Conspiracy theories were rife after Jackson's death, with many claiming it was fate to escape the pressure of fame. What if the psychic got all this coming through in spirit, and then later on you find out that he was actually alive? I'm sure that's happened to many psychics in the past, actually. People that have been abducted, children that have been kidnapped. There's been various, various psychics that have come through and said, your child's here in spirit. And then three weeks later, they're found safe and well. Mm -hmm. That has happened. So this is Thriller or just newspaper filler. You decide for yourself. (laughs) Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and you will see that story in glorious Technicolor. Heather, what have you got for me tonight? In the round of ghosts and hauntings. Well, UK's first haunted antique centre is about to open. Aren't every antique centre? They're all haunted, aren't they? Surely. Yes, they are. Okay, just throwing it out there early doors. Located in Hinkley, England, the new centre will offer visitors a selection of allegedly haunted items to peruse. The centre is the brainchild of local paranormal investigator Neil Packer, who has amassed a sizable collection of around 50 reportedly haunted antiques over the last year or so. Only 50. I have 50 in my bedroom. Yes, I've got 50 in the basement. (laughs) (laughs) A sizable... I could be wrong, but isn't Hinkley the most haunted village in Britain? Isn't that I'm in Kent? Not I'd, sure. I'd have to look that up. I have. I think I may have been there several times. I've been to so many places. I've lost track of where I've been and what I haven't done. Well, this is going to be known as the Haunted Antiques Paranormal Research Center. The new facility will not only provide a more permanent home for his collection, minimal collection. <laughs> But we'll also make it possible for others to come and view it. A veteran paranormal researcher of many years, Packer currently has a following of over 9,000 on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So he's racking them in and is planning to carry out some of his research online via live feeds. Visitors who do attend the center in person will be given the opportunity to interact with the items, like Ouija boards, Nice. No, I don't know. I can't say that for sure. (laughs) Which include (laughs) chairs, dolls, hats, and write down their thoughts and experiences in a logbook. Even the building itself, which is located in Hinkley's Regent Street, is reportedly haunted. Packer describes the endeavor as a brand new concept in an already huge paranormal field. Really, is it a new concept? I don't think so. Just wondering how you get haunted by a hat, to be honest. 
Can you imagine you get haunted by a piece of clothing? You get bought in 1976 a Starsky and Hutch t-shirt. <laughs> Your mother throws it away when you get too big for it in 1981. And then you open the drawer a few weeks later and it's in there again. So you throw it away. You put it in the trash. A few weeks later, it's back in the drawer. You spend your entire adult life being haunted by the T-shirt of Starsky and Hutch from 1976. You can't throw it away. You can't get rid of it. It's following you around. It's an attachment. You're going to need to smudge that is what I'm going to suggest to you. You should probably get some holy socks. Holy socks. Holy socks. Holy, holy. I used to be scared by the Holy Ghost at school. I thought the ghost was going to come at me. I know. But it had holes in his sheets. Do you see where we're going with this? I shall give you points, Miss Morris, for being informative. I still think Hinkley's the most haunted village in Britain, if that's the one that sounds familiar. Mm. That's in Kent, I believe. They have more hauntings there than anywhere else. Katie Price was seen running back to her trailer on the set of Celebrity Haunted Mansion after she thought she'd seen a ghost. Well, a trailer should help, shouldn't it? Because they can walk through walls. The (laughs) 39-year-old was terrified before filming even started at the spooky location in Gloucester because she believed she had spotted something in the distance. Images show Katie looking startled as she steps outside the trailer alongside an equally as spooked-looking Louisa. Sisman. Production crew were forced to try and coax her out so filming could get underway. Well, just having a production crew there would would allow her to come out, wouldn't it? Come out, Katie Price. There's photographers and a film crew. Okay. Is this a Katie Price show? Every week we have a story on her, and I have to say one thing. Who cares? Who cares? Do you know, she's got her knockers, but I quite like her. (sighs) The star is currently taking part in the W Channel TV show alongside other stars such as Simon Gregson, Alison Hammond and Georgie Porter. Katie may now be regretting her decision to take part after begging the show's presenters to be in it. She even repeatedly tweeted the WTV Channel account to find out how she could apply. (laughs) Katie, however, is used to sharing her home with eerie figures as she admitted last year that she had to call in a medium to get rid of some spirits. Mm -hmm. She explained at the time, most of my houses are haunted. When I've had mediums around, they say to me, I have an aura around me. Yes, you do. And I would be smudging that. Begging to be on the show or it's just a Mm no-go. You decide for yourself. Mm -hmm. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee and see Katie Price running to her trailer. She didn't get bitten though, did she? Mm-mm. I'm just going to throw that in there. Drama queen. Michelle, mm-hmm. what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings and we don't do orbs? A ghost child caught on camera in a Mexican bank. The chilling ghoul was ch- captured in the town of Delacias in the Mexican state of Chihuahua. Users spotted what appears to be a blonde girl who resembles a disturbing doll behind a red car. After zooming in, the child appears eerily pale and with her dark eyes fixed on the camera. The image has been widely shared and generated numerous theories about the girl's origin. Some claim the picture offers evidence of a supernatural being, but skeptics point to a much simpler explanation. These There's lots of people on Google Maps lying in the road, Lots of people were practicing the physical arts and got caught on there as well with their trousers down, didn't they? Quite literally. 
Mm. I'm looking for the explanation. <laughs> no, I don't mean, but I didn't do anything in the street they with my trousers down. They say that it is just you? a doll a or doll. a poster pinned to the door in front of the red car. Wow. Yeah. You would have to decide for yourself. That photograph is also on Facebook. If you wish to see that for yourself, it is there. There's definitely something there, but the detail is very blurry. As always in this thing, you don't see a nice clear picture of the Loch Ness Monster, do you? Mm-mm. No. It's always blurry. It's always moving too fast, a long way away. The long wind's way. whistling through the Quantox. <laughs> What's a Quantox? What's the Quantox? It's a region that you don't want the wind whistling through, trust me. <laughs> oh. We move into the round that is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and uh, hairy beasties. If the US was that far advanced in the exchange of alien technology in the 1960s, where are they today? Whistleblower Paul Heller, a Canadian Minister of National Defence in the 1960s, is convinced that the US have been in contact with extraterrestrials for years. He believes that top-secret departments have been harvesting technology from the advanced life forms to develop high-tech weaponry and aircraft. And in a recent Lazarus Effect YouTube podcast, he reveals that some of this groundbreaking knowledge had most certainly been shared with the United Kingdom. A former U.S. Air Force, Charles James Hall, who has written about the alleged encounter with aliens at a Nevada base, reportedly told Mr. Heller they had a hangar for a mothership that came into the side of a mountain on the nights of the full moon. Mr. Hall claims that the Air Force back in the 1960s had already been exchanging technological information with tall whites, according to Heller. Gotta be the Dutch then. (laughs) In the podcast, the 93-year-old said, If the US was that far advanced in the exchange of technology in the 1960s, where are they today? They've been working on technology that they got from the aliens, and not only that, but the particle guns based on the work of Tesla and others. I do believe there have been developed two or three kinds of weapon that are capable of disabling and bringing down UFOs. There, we have the weaponry, apparently. We have the technology to bring down a UFO. They're going to be unhappy, I would suggest. I'm no expert. If you bring down a UFO, they are going to be less than friendly at that point, and all their brothers and sisters are then going to turn up to reclaim that UFO. Would you not think that's the way to go? Yep. I guess it depends what the UFO's been made of, whether right. it makes it or not. I mean, if it's made from fold parts, it's not getting out of the atmosphere, is it? Vibranium. Ooh. Dilithium crystals supplied by fear. You're not going anywhere, son. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> Just sign a fear. I've never seen such wiring problems in all my life. There was wires in that fear that went from nowhere to nowhere. It was remarkable. I've never seen... Such remarkable technology in all my life as the Italian fear. Just putting that out there. Bringing down a UFO or a no-go? You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? A mutant pig was oh. born looking more like a baby elephant. It's a pigophant. A pigophant. Oh. Yeah. Or an ig. Elepig. An elepig. Yes, compound nouns. They're glorious, aren't they? Make mm. my day. Well, it actually had a tiny trunk hanging from its face. Aww. Poor little bugger. I feel bad for him. 
the three-day-old creature stunned villagers when it was born in remote Nakhon Phanom province in Thailand Here we go. on the Laos border last Saturday. Uh-huh. We know where this is lumbering, don't I we? I hope, I hope. Which is coming over the hill. <laughs> Residents noticed the male pig's deformed face and the strange trunk hanging from its forehead between its tiny little eyes. Aww. But it still tasted good, apparently. Stop it! No. But the youngster was unable to suckle its mother, and the residents began providing round-the-clock care for the pig by bottle-feeding it milk, Aww. so they were saving it. Pig's milk. Yes. Local farmer, Nisa Sihala, okay. 34, You got the 34, said, right? The young pig Here we go. did not have any strength. Back of the net. He was so weak and could not reach his mother. Mr. Bond. He come out of the womb, deformed or handicapped. Oh. And it looks what handicapped. He looked like a little elephant. He doesn't know how. To suckle, though, I feel so sorry for him. Wow. He is a very wild pig. Yes, he's livid. But everyone has been amazed that he looked like an elephant. An elephant. Elephant. I wanted to record it to show as evidence of a natural world. What country is this again? Thailand. Thailand. Okay, yeah. Thailand. Okay, we're in Thailand. Or the Philippines. The Philippines. Whatever you want. <laughs> Pogo Pogo Land, is Michelle. <laughs> Come up with a country beginning with P. Pogo Pogo. Pogo. <laughs> Beat that. Elephant pig. I win. Let's Isn't play that? I win. Apparently not. <laughs> Michelle and myself aren't playing that no. game. And you're on your own. <laughs> this isn't a democracy. I shall give you points for a Thailand accent. As much as it pains me. An elephant pig. Yes, I understand such concepts. Or a pig elephant, whatever. There Aww. you go. Or give it a bun. It'll be happy. There we are. Michelle, mm. what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Mysterious footage shows Bigfoot and two hairy babies roaming in the woods. Little bitty babies. Yeah, little bitty hairy babies. They're lucky that they're not having the mickey taken out of them in Washington. People would be arrested right now for abusing and harassing them. Yeah. Yeah. A wee hairy little baby are. <laughs> Bigfoot has been Pigfoot. filmed. Bigfoot. Big. Oh, okay. Ba- ba- Bigfoot. Pigfoot. Pigfoot. Lovely. Bigfoot has been filmed lurking in the deep wilderness of an American forest, according to wild claims. A clip has been posted that allegedly shows a walker approaching a dark figure making its way through the dense woods. The man filming it zooms in to try and get a cleaner image of its face, but the Bigfoot quickly darts out of the shot. The location. <laughs> I was making a sound effect there. Oh. Dart. Dart. Oh, that's the sound a dart makes, is it? By saying yeah. the word dart. <laughs> dart. It's hardly onomatopoeic, is it? If it was whoosh or bang or squidgy or globulous. But just... dart is on a. Has dart the sound of a dart? Dart. 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 
Sorry. You've got dark Tourette's. Mm, it must be that Java chew I had. Oh, your eyes are glazed over. Yes, they've dilated, haven't they? Yeah. What did you? You've got a tin of what's that? Concentrated coffee granules. I gave one to Michelle. I can too. tell. Yes. I had it too. Yes, you, you look like you got. <laughs> I know she's shaking. You asked me if I wanted one, and it's like, no, you're all right. I don't want palpitations and diluted. Pu- diluted. <laughs> diluted. <laughs> I don't want anything diluted. Thank you very much. Mm, mm, they're coffee flavored pouches. Yeah. yeah. I bet if you ate two or three of those on the trot, you've gonna, you're going to die is what's going to happen. You're going to die. <laughs> you're going to die. So on air for the first time on MQTA Radio, <laughs> I'll be sitting here on my own. It'd be no fun, would it? But I'd win. Well, Nathan will come back. Yeah. Yes, this is true. And he can laugh at my jokes. Yeah. Somebody has to. I guess. Wow. <laughs> this is the kind of banter that people tune in to listen to, apparently. Apparently. I think it's racism, to be honest. But then what do I know? You don't. No. no apparently Mm-mm. not. The location and exact time has yet to be confirmed. The footage was uploaded to YouTube channel and has since racked up almost 40,000 hits in less than a week. Heavy babies. Mm-hmm. Viewers added their own opinion on what they saw. Some even believe they could make out two smaller animals following the main attraction. One comment read, It's real, and it has two young ones as well. The Bigfoot leaves them behind and walks toward directing the attention away from the small ones. But others were not as convinced pointing out the reactions did not seem natural for the mythical beast. This is frat people again, isn't it? Running around the woods in a gorilla suit. It's bunk is what it is. Bunk! If you're playing the bell bunk and snort drinking game, you can take a shot wherever you are in the world. I'm quickly going to run through a very interesting and fun, strange and bizarre story just to squeeze this in. Serial street pooper. What? Busted. After suspicious cops set up motion-activated camera that catches her brazenly pooing in a cul-de-sac for the third time. (gasps) It's the return of the Phantom Turtler! She's been quiet for some time, dormant, but apparently she's come back (laughs) with a bang. If this is an activated motion, motion activated, see where we are there. These are like freeze frame shots, aren't they? If you glued them all together, you can make a flicker book of her defecating is where I'm going with this. It's like animation. Mm. Holly Malone, 43, was arrested in connection with three separate incidents in the middle of the same Connecticut cul-de-sac. During the day, mild-mannered receptionist Holly Malone, 43, but at night she becomes the Phantom Turtler! I love this show. I just thought I'd share that with you. (laughs) The 43-year-old was charged with misdemeanor breach of the peace. She lives a few miles away from the cul-de-sac in Simsbury, Connecticut. Troopers say a motion-activated camera set up after the second incident in November recorded Malone's car. Cops say Malone told them that she's lactose intolerant but sometimes eats dairy products and she stopped in the cul-de-sac because she couldn't make it to the bathroom in time. So she laid cable in someone's front yard. State police say she apologised. A message left at a phone listing for Malone wasn't immediately returned Tuesday. The New York Post reported. There we are. Random acts of gorilla pooping. You're messing with the big boys now. Mm. She um she was on the run, huh? 
She was apparently. <laughs> Let's just not call or pull up a stall. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. We now creep with shame and excitement <laughs> into the round that is called Not For Your Mother. Thank you for coming to find us on our archives. If you could perhaps share what you're listening to on your social media, why don't cut and paste the link and say you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. And why not press the little orange love heart if you're listening on SoundCloud. This is the round that if your mother's of a nervous disposition, if she's easily offended... She needs to be escorted out of the room. Don't say we haven't warned you. A hapless workman had to be freed by firefighters when he got his genitals stuck in a ring spanner. What? What? That's Mrs. Spanner of Colchester, Essex. Oh, That's a wrench, by the way. A ring spanner is a wrench, ultimately. Well, why didn't he just take it off? I wonder what gauge it was. Do you see what I'm saying? Because that's right. a socket oh, set, ultimately. That's the ones that are fixed rings, yes, right? that's right. Oh, gotcha. Can I have a socket set for my birthday? What size do you need? What size do you think I'm going to say? Have a guess. <laughs> the red, f small, medium, and liar. The red-faced <laughs> tradesman checked himself into hospital. Can you imagine walking into the hospital with a socket set hanging from your chicken skin can you, do, can you do the helicopter with it someone's eye someone needs something fixed around here <laughs> you're actually enjoying this aren't you this I is am. a fantasy for you no shock doctors and nurses were unable to free the man's tool and he span up <laughs> well played lee thank you uh. and we're forced to call in firefighters to help what Two fire crews, then a right two fire crews. Here, Gavin, you've got to come down the hospital <laughs> and see, see this. this. There's people going up in flames down at the chip shop. Two firefighters, two fire crews, then arrived at Royal Gwent Hospital in Newport, Gwent, Wales, you see, and used specialist cutting equipment to release the spanner. A spokeswoman for South Wales Fire and Rescue said the man had taken tightening his nuts to a whole new level. <laughs> <laughs> so was it on his baubles or his willis i think it's on the twig rather than the berries yeah oh the he's put the his, carrot instead he's, of the onions he's put his celery stick through one of the holes in the socket set i'm guessing has happened oh. yeah. that's why i said i wondered what gauge it was you see where we are mm. wow a tweet from the fall said, if you're using tools make sure you're handling them as the manufacturer recommended <sighs> Oh, man. Crews from Mandy and Malpus had to release a steel ring spanner from the man who took tightening his nuts to a whole new level. The cheeky tweet was later deleted after fire chiefs deemed it in poor taste, but not before it had been retreated thousands of times. Good. A hospital source said he was accessed an accident and emergency on Wednesday morning before we had to call firefighters. He was very vague about how the spanner became stuck saying it was an accident. Maybe he fell down. <laughs> he fell on it. Well, the thing is, <laughs> you're going to laugh when I tell you, but I've left my keys in the house and locked myself out. And the kitchen window was just a few inches high. So I lifted open the kitchen window and I'm climbing through. <gasps> but I'm having trouble with my plumbing at the moment and my tools were all over the sink. And then I slipped on the soap 
on top of the sink. I thought you were just saying a story that actually happened to you. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like a, like I'm trying a, to put together like an antidote. An antidote. Yeah. Yeah. How's your drinking going this evening? <sighs> However, once he was freed, he was very embarrassed, but otherwise unhurt. Watch this. It's cool. Well, that's not how to use your tool. Go to our Facebook site. <laughs> oh. You were warned. You were warned. Heather Morris. Yes. What have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts? I brought treats. You've got treats. Thank you, Heather. Wow. Yes. I love mm. treats. Candy, chocolates. And I poured liquids. it out for you. Liquids. You've got like a goldfish bowl full of alcohol. Ooh, sniff it. I'm gonna st- it's got a full sniff body, it. isn't it? Mm. I'm no expert, but that smells like marzipan to it me. It is grape plum wine. Plum. And it's called Plum Fuki. Plum Fuki. Plum Fuki. Yes. I'm sure you're pronouncing that wrong. No, it's Fuki. This is basically Japanese. Fuki. I understand that. <laughs> yeah. Fuki. Fuki me. I think. <laughs> I'm no expert. <laughs> <sighs> Phonetically, uh-huh. I'm no expert in the realm of Japanese, but I think that's pronounced Fukai. No, it's no. Fuki. Perhaps Fuki. two Fukis make a Fukai. <laughs> You don't call it sushi. Sure, okay, fair enough. It's fuck it. <laughs> I stand corrected in these orthopedic shoes. All right, time to taste. Time to win out tasting. This looks like it's come out of a bottle that costs 50 cents. Yep, that's about what and I paid. And it's got Japanese writing all over it. Yep. How do we know this is safe? Mm. Does that come over on the back of a we cargo don't. freighter? We don't know it's safe. That's what's fun. It's a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred No, a hundred percent produced and bottled it's in Japan. Taken. Woo! Well, then it's fine. <laughs> then it's fine. It'll be fine. There's probably bits floating somewhere. I'm worried about the enamel on my teeth. To be Radioactive honest, radioactive hogs. Are we taking it in turns or necking it all in one go together? I'll do it first, and oh, then of course I'll. She will. I'm gonna watch Get your some face. of that fooky down you. Oh. It's actually not that bad. No. Wow. You really, must be used not. to drinking some really rough stuff. No, go on then. I thought you was going to spit it into the bucket that's beside you. No, no, it's good. I want to say. I love it. First and foremost, that last week's show was very interesting, very funny. I thought we were very loose. We created a lot of laughs. Someone spiked my chocolate milk with rum chada. I don't know. I just want to. Who that. could it be? Because I don't drink alcohol. No alcohol has ever passed my lips, but apparently. Mm-hmm. The glass of chocolate milk that I had on the desk next to the microphone and the bell. Yeah. Yes. The inappropriate bell, the gong squirrel. of infinite knowledge. Yes. My drink was spiked. So not only did you cheat, I got rum chada poured into my chocolate milk. The show, I didn't do it. The no. show went very I well, I thought. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> yeah. So for the benefit I don't want listeners to think I'm drinking because I'm not. But you're just tasting this. I it's. I'm gonna have a little bit. Yeah, but it's I'm not, not terrible. I don't, I don't like alcoholic drinks. I know it's not terrible though, really. Until now. Oh, Christ! That's sweet. Holy Moses! It is a very sweet. It's that's a dessert Michelle, wine of some description. Michelle's gonna love it. That is Ooh. so. You can actually taste the plums. <laughs> 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 oh wow no you can it's a bit hairy i don't want to that is so sweet it's like drinking syrup it is really sweet can you're gonna it? love you're gonna it pull a face you're gonna get diabetes is what's gonna happen wow it's I know. not terrible 
It's not terrible. <laughs> you two women must we drink love anything. Yay, Fuki! Wow, we'll be getting a crate all the way from Japan. Gravitizing Fuki. P.O. Box 21. Wyndham. <laughs> wow. Oh. Well, you're happy now. You've poisoned everyone. I love Fuki. Turning Good news. Japanese, I think Fuki I'm turning me. Japanese. I, I really think, think so. Think so. Think so. This is getting away from me, this show. Mm. Good news, we found blood in your alcohol supply. Is there a story trying to get out? Yes, there is. Drinking. Do you want me to go? This is going to be great. An adult entertainment company has come out with a new sex toy <gasps> that's really saucy. Mm, saucy. It's called Farmageddon. No, but you're going to love it. It's a vibrator that orders pizza after your orgasm. <laughs> Michelle, Could I get one that just orders pizza? <laughs> Do you want a thick crust or a thin crust? <laughs> These are a few of my favorite things. Well, on Thursday morning, adult entertainment company Cam Soda introduced the Rub Grub, an interactive vibrator that orders food after you're done using it for its original purpose. Wow. Hmm. If you own one of those, you'd have the pizza guy arriving at the door four times a day. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted extra cheese. Oh, everyone thought it. One person went there. It was Morris. And more pepperoni. Mm. I don't remember eating pineapple. According to a press release, this diddle and dine service (laughs) comes with an internet connected button on it. And it's similar to the button on Amazon's dash wand. Do you think in the kitchens of the pizza place, there's a little red light on the wall that's got (laughs) Michelle's name written in pencil underneath it. And like the bat phone. The red light comes on, and it's like, another one? Wow! wow. Quick! Get another (laughs) one out there. What if you accidentally hit the button over and over and over again? (laughs) (laughs) She says she wants extra pepperoni. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's garlic bread. (laughs) (laughs) Cheese sticks. (laughs) (laughs) Two liters of Coke. (laughs) Ooh, it's like Morris Code. Yeah! I got it! Yeah! (laughs) Dash. <laughs> 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 18 pizzas she's ordered today. She, someone's drinking the juice. The lights are dimming. The local power station's throwing a lever to get more juice to the house. Wow. Well, once a person programs their payment, delivery, and order information, the Rub Grub connects to your local pizza place through its application programming interfaces or API, which is how two pieces of software communicate with each other, in case you were wondering. Your mother did a weekly shop at Walmart. Mm. Toilet paper. So whenever (laughs) a person is done pleasuring themselves, they can order a pizza just by pushing a little button. Don't push that other button. Well, maybe you should if you can't. What if you can't find the button? (laughs) The love button. The love button. (laughs) can't find the love button you see if you, you find the love it. button you're gonna get a pizza so there's an incentive there's and your, some pookie. right there's your carrot straight off the bat what you need is more carrot and less stick Ooh. the vibrator will only be connected to dominoes at first but cam soda vice president 
Darren Parker, predicts other national chains will jump on his product once they sense the buzz. Oh, double whopper and fries. Mm. Domino's may be a little touchy about being connected to a sex toy. A company spokesperson said that the chain knows nothing about Rub Grub, but the device is able to order pizza from the chain because its API is public. It's like the bat sign, isn't it? You press the button, there's the bat logo, pizza coming to your door. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is their quote. Masturbation, while ultimately enjoyable, isn't it always enjoyable? There's been a few that haven't been on the money. (laughs) (laughs) Baseball players (laughs) weeing in their hands spring to mind. Well, it can be strenuous physical activity. Yep. During which... How's that plum wine going down? Ooh, I love it. I love... That's the trouble we're trying to read at the same time, isn't it? Yes, spooky. Spooky. Yes. Well, it can be strenuous activity during which an individual (laughs) exerts a lot of energy and burns many cavities. Cavities. Let's go upstairs and burn some cavities. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to stop it. So you said it on me. No more Fuki for you. I just took a big (laughs) go. Yep. You should get a tip. (laughs) That's terrible. I can't believe Mm. you brought plum wine. (laughs) Japanese plum wine. Mm. I know, right? It's a fortified spirit. Well, inevitably, once someone has climax, they feel lethargic and hungry. Cup of tea in a sandwich, straight up fall asleep depends if someone's there to make you a cup of tea in a sandwich <laughs> now in order to enjoy your saturday night only saturdays huh all you need is your rub grub device get off and get stuffed all <laughs> with a quick click of a button pizza hut tried to do something similar but less sexual last year when it created a pair of basketball shoes called pie tops that allowed a person to order pizza by pressing a button on the tongue of one shoe. I remember that. We read that story. Did we really? Absolutely. Where Mm, were you? I was drinking. You understand. Fooky. Yes. The Rub Grub is currently in the final stages of development and Parker expects it will be available for purchase in a few months. For nineteen ninety five, get your rub grub on with some fooky. Nice. <laughs> Third fooky. pizza today she's had. Look at her. Oh, Unbelievable. She yummy. won't leave that pizza device alone. I love Non-stop. it. Stop ringing the bell. Yes. Pizza. Pizza. More pizza. Chicken wings. Ooh. Knotted pretzel. <laughs> Britain has been taking a pounding from the beasts from the east, especially if the penis-shaped weather warning map is anything to go by. The phallic formation was spotted by eagle-eyed Twitter users who have been mocking the Met Office. And if the weather warning map is to be believed, the UK is going to be shafted by the white stuff over the coming days. Wow. The map was originally posted on Sunday, but the Met Office has since upgraded its weather warning to amber, so it has since changed. Mm. The original map wasn't helped by the addition of yellow snow, labelled on it, 
Oh, you won't fucking have. <laughs> Let me finish my dinner. <laughs> no, keep going and we'll order it in. Mmm, mm, fuck it. Sounds like a James Bond. <laughs> fucking. Are you fucking? Oh, Not I... my name, Lammy Quick. <laughs> I love a fookie. I don't know. 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 I don't Good times. The original map wasn't held by the addition of yellow snow labelled on it, leaving social media users who notice it today in hysterics. Emma the Gardener said, I feel like the Met Office's map of the yellow snow warning zone might have a hidden message, but I can't quite put my finger on it. (laughs) David Rogers said, warning of yellow snow, in what shape now? If you wish to see the giant yellow snow phallus, that is the beast of the east over Great Britain. Mm. You can go to our Facebook site more questions. It's enormous, I saw it. Yes, it stretches all the way from Kent. Up to the Shetland Islands. Wow. Mm, love it. You wouldn't want to be in Swansea, is what no, I'm saying. No, It's starting to blow. Oh, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. I can hold a note. There we go. Mm. Michelle, you have the last story of the night mm. in the round that we call Not For Your Mother. Terrified women erect well-hung scarecrows to protect village men from ghost widow. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Ghost widow. Mm-hmm. What we need is a scarecrow with an erection. Yep. Ginormous. Have... I've seen a picture of this in the past. It is a beast. You can use it as a sundial. It's yep. going to block out the light. Mm-hmm. What? Do they use an eggplant? It's no. uh, bigger than an eggplant, madam. Yeah. Really? Oh, it's oh got way bigger. Everything. You couldn't get that through a wrench of any no. Or a letterbox? No, no letterbox, uh-uh. no sockets, no. Manhole Toilet cover. I stuck no. a cucumber once through my grandmother's letterbox and shouted out, look out, look out, the aliens are coming. <laughs> no more Fuki for you. No, I'm done. Fuki. Fuki. You're, you're cut off. <laughs> oh, villagers in Nachiuk Yai in northern Thailand. <laughs> Go on then. Would you yeah. like me to help you with those I words? I might need a little help, Heather, yes. Thailand's the place to be, apparently. Yeah. Nakhon Panam province. Nakhon Wood. Yep. I'm not superstitious. Well, obviously you are. Well, a little bit. Are taking these measures as they believe the sinister ghostly widow will instead be attracted to the Scarecrow's huge willies. Yep. There's more than one? Oh, yes. Wow. Seven brides for a man with seven willies. Nearly every home in the village is now guarded by a Scarecrow with an enormous, erect, red-tipped penis. We're going to need more straw. We're going to need more fucky. We're going to need more hay. Yep. Residents believe that the spirit is the reason that five seemingly healthy men in their 40s recently perished. The large members are thought to be a sign of extreme virility and will defend the men against the ghost. However, 
they are still wearing lipstick and nighties to bed in order to try and trick the uh, amorous apparition. Hang on a second. Mm-hmm. The men in that willi- village. In the village? <laughs> yes. The yes. men in the village. The village. <laughs> it was always on the cards, the wasn't it? The men in the village. I only had a sip of fucky. Jeez. A fucky. <laughs> the men in the village <laughs> are going to bed at night in a nighty and lipstick on to fall. The ghost widow. The ghost widow. You yes. do that every night. Mm. And I'm not trying to fool anyone. <laughs> Talking about village men. You're more drunk than me. <laughs> she spent the last ten minutes talking about scarecrows with erections and wonder why I say the word village. I'm not done yet. <sighs> more pizza? Yes, please. Residents are hopeful that terrifying scarecrows will have worked their magic after the run of deaths appeared to stop since they were put up around a week ago. Nyong Ayu, 68. Oh, she is. People in the village have been very afraid of the widow ghost. There have been rumors that men in a neighboring village have also died. Nobody knows why, and the village elders are afraid that the young teenagers will die next. There could be no more men left here. Fellow villager Piata Wai, 36, added, The death first started with two men in their 40s who were physically strong. They did not have any diseases. They had been bathing and went to bed like normal. Their relatives found them dead in the morning. Now my son is afraid that his father will die. We have put the scarecrows up outside the homes. And they also have a label on them which says, There is no man here. Wow. Mm. Erect scarecrow or a no show. Ooh. I'm wearing a nighty, so she don't come get me. <laughs> Look at my lipstick. That looks thick. That's a nice shade on you. I know. It suits me, doesn't it? I've got dark it eyes. I can get away with the darker colours. Yeah, colors. dark. Yeah. yeah. And pastel mm-hmm. shades have always looked good on me as well. Yes, true. Yeah. That's why my nighty's light pink. Mm, what so kind pretty. of pizza you want? I want... <laughs> <laughs> To go to the pub is what I want. (laughs) Wow. Well, all good things must come to an end. So let's look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead batteries. It is a tie between Michelle and myself. We're going to have to split the dead batteries, I'm afraid. Okay. You take them Monday to Thursday. I'll take them Friday all the way through the weekend. But in resplendent first place, cheating her way to the top of the pyramid, on a rather rounded and symmetrical eight points, Heather Morris, who wins the $33,000 IR camera. Was there any doubt? But do not worry, we'll beat her up in the car park and we'll be getting it back by the end of the evening. <laughs> do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers 
with Adrian Lee. And remember, if you go to soundcloud.com, search for MQTA Radio, we're now going to do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round called Not For Your Mother that we can't read out on air. Also, remember, if you wish to donate a dollar for our services, we would very much appreciate that. If you go to patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio, and you'll get much much more besides my gratitude and gracious thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Yatun Drainer, Michelle Corey, and all at the International Paranormal Society at inparanormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember.